The Headache and Migraine News Podcast. The latest news and tips for those with headaches, migraine, and cluster headache around the world with health writer and researcher James Cottrell. Hello, and thank you for joining us wherever you are in the world. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast, so I thought I would come and share just a few quick news stories with you today. We're going to focus mostly on pediatric migraine, migraine in children and teens as well, but I have some other news stories for you later on, so stay tuned for those. There's a lot of interest in finding effective migraine treatments for children, and there has not been a lot of study in that area. We know some things that work, some things that don't, but there's a lot that we have to learn. This is from the Journal of Pediatric Neurosciences. 60 patients were in the study taking a lower dose of topiramate, that is Topamax, on a daily basis. The good news is it was effective. They found that migraine attacks were more or less cut in half. So there, you would have half of the migraine attacks. Maybe they'd be about half of the intensity that they were before. So that's the good news. The bad news is almost a quarter experienced fairly significant side effects. And those side effects were paresthesia, which is uh, numbness, pins and needles, that sort of thing. That would be about 8% of the patients. Anorexia, yes, anorexia, about 7%. And drowsiness, about 7%. So those are pretty significant. It will be interesting to see more studies done. A lot of doctors really feel that Topamax is a good way to go for migraine. It is one of the, the uh, medications that does tend to have more side effects than a lot of other treatments, and so it's probably not going to be the first thing that people are going to try. In fact, uh, I would recommend it not be. This study is out of Brazil, the journal known as Arquivos de Neuropsiquiatria. Forgive my Portuguese. This was an interesting study to find out what children and adolescents reported as triggers for migraine attacks. This would be ages 10 to 19. About 91% in the study did identify some kind of trigger for their migraine attacks. And the interesting thing was, a lot of it was environment. And that would be uh, sunny weather, hot weather, that sort of thing. That was extremely common among adolescents. And the other one was perfumes. That's right, strong perfumes, scents, things like that. It's very interesting to see the differences between children, adolescents, adults, different types of migraine, male, female, things like that as far as what tends to be common triggers. Here's one more story about children and adolescents, this time ages 6 to 18. The study found that those who came to the emergency department with migraine were six times more likely to have colic in infancy. This is from the Journal of the American Medical Association, April 17th. There wasn't seen to be any connection with tension type headache, which is interesting. Actually, statistically, it was there was slightly more likelihood that those with tension type headache had colic, but nothing that was statistically significant. So this brings up a whole bunch of questions. Is colic in infancy actually a form of migraine? Is it something that is coming from the same root as migraine disease. Is it possible that we could use migraine drugs, 
for babies with colic. That is an issue that was brought up. So we'll be interested to see what kind of further research is done in this area, but it definitely may give us some idea as to what is causing migraine and help to treat maybe migraine and colic in better ways in the future. This is a story about an herbal treatment that comes from the Daily Mail online. The treatment is Zhang Tian Wan, which is a popular Chinese medicine that is sometimes used for migraine. And the headline of the story says, Popular Chinese medicine used for migraines could be fatal, warn health watchdogs. The concern is that this could be toxic for the heart and the nervous system, and they have found that some patients who have taken this have had kidney problems, uh, been hospitalized, heart palpitations, aches, pains, shortness of breath, various things. Um, so I encourage anyone who has taken Zeng Tian Wan to talk to their doctor right away. A lot of people hesitate to talk to their doctors about herbal treatments, alternative treatments, complementary treatments, because they think that their doctor will disagree that they're taking this treatment, the doctor will tell them it's not going to work, things like that. But I really do encourage you to talk to your doctor if you are considering taking an alternative herbal treatment. Just remember one thing, your doctor is not the boss of you. You do not have to obey everything that your doctor says. You do not, do not have to take something or not take something just because your doctor says. However, your doctor does have a lot of knowledge that you don't have. So to go to your doctor and tell him or her that you are thinking of taking this treatment, you may gain a little bit of information that you didn't have otherwise, and you can make a more informed decision. Sometimes these treatments that aren't regulated can be quite dangerous. Most treatments do have some element of danger in them. So do talk to your doctor and get that little bit of information that may help you make a more informed decision about what you're going to take. If your doctor says, I don't think it's going to work, if your doctor says, <clears throat> it's a scam, that's one thing. If your doctor says, it's dangerous because of your medical history, it's dangerous because it's toxic in this way, then that's a whole different story. One more news story from Dr. Massimo Filippi out of Italy. This was a study done on brain volume in patients with migraine, and this doctor has actually been studying migraine and the brain for many years, and he used MRI to measure cortical thickness and cortical surface area in migraine patients, and he did find that migraine brains are different. This is something we've known for a long time, but uh, it's going to be interesting to follow uh, Dr. Filippi's studies in the future. He wants to find out if these cortical abnormalities are the same over time, if they tend to change. Obviously, the question is, what of this is causing migraine? What is being caused by migraine? He also wants to conduct a similar study on pediatric migraine patients and just get a bigger picture of what exactly is causing what and how this could be impacting migraine and migraine symptoms. That's all the news stories I have for you today. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a very healthy day. Talk to you later.